Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hot Podcast with your beautiful virgin cooks. It's Maggie. <laughs> That's me. The pepper in the pie, the salt in the sky. It's Maggie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And we have on my right, Ashley. What? I don't get any honorifics? The, no, <laughs> I'm working on it. Oh. <laughs> the MSG, the Make Stuff Good, the Major Sergeant General, <laughs> Ashley Bashley. That is me. I am I. And hosting. <laughs> this podcast bringing it directly to your ear holes it is me trucy the salt of the earth and the bringer of death and canola oil <laughs> Very good. lovely amazing welcome to the podcast can i also just say the world. <laughs> yes 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 so say say <laughs> the thing, Maggie. I was the salt of the sky. Yeah. The salt in my eye, like a big pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> that is more. Right. All right, welcome to the Salt Podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's begin with appetizers. Who would like to start us off on our appetizers? I can go. I actually have not been doing anything gaming related this week, but I did get a ukulele for Christmas and I've been trying to play that. My fingers hurt and I do not know how to play in a song yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I mean, that's fucking phenomenal. I'm so glad that you're still practicing. I can never keep my interest in an instrument going. So blessed i i hope i hope it keeps going for you i hope you learn all of the good songs i hope you sing every every single serenade to all of the cute girls i will serenade everyone i will learn all of them i hope you i hope you get like a scene boy haircut and then you just learn to play every never shout never song <laughs> oh so bad so bad <laughs> Oh my god. I fucking love Never Shout Never. I'm <laughs> just good. He's actually really good and I love all of his pop songs. But like I listen oh to god. it and I'm like I'm like this is trash and I know it's trash. What am I? A ten year old girl? <laughs> um also Ashley, I'm gonna have to um I'm gonna have to pull you aside after this recording. Um Okay, don't 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 record this part. This is a gaming podcast, and I will thank you to honor our agenda. If you come here next week and you don't have any fucking gaming news to share, I'm going to have to no, remove you from this project. I'm, I'm sorry. This is I'm just sorry. Please. I will work overtime next time, please. Don't fire me. I will do the right, we're back on. Okay, we're back on. <laughs> okay, 
All right, was, was, was that all for your weekly appetizer zone? Ashley. That, that's it for all of my gaming news. All right, beautiful. <laughs> we'll to see it. And we can't wait to see more <laughs> gaming news next week. <laughs> the hot podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you actually got mad at us every single time? You're like, I can't believe you. What the fuck? How could you? You haven't played like, a video game? Red-faced. <laughs> These fucking bitches. I feel like it's the first video we, we record. <laughs> You're just, like, getting red-faced, like, sitting there, like, shaking. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> How's your week, Tristy? My week was my week was very nice. It was me trying to play other games other than Final Fantasy XIV, and then failing. And I just played Final Fantasy XIV. It was just every every time I am not dead from work, I'm just I'm just playing Final Fantasy XIV. The game is so good. It has no right to be that good. It's like it's probably like best Final Fantasy game and or the best MMO I've ever played. It's just great. And when you're offline, it um it like gives you like an XP bonus for how long you've been offline and I'm like, "Wow, a video game that actually encourages me having a life?" Yeah, that's actually really cool. Yeah, it's fucking that dope is super as shit. Great. But, then, but then like I go to mm. sleep and I wake up and I'm like I gotta cash out my rest XP. <laughs> Bloodshot eyes, sweating profusely. As I, I love, on the PS4. I love when you get addicted to a game and it's like you wake up and it's like I gotta, I gotta do the game, and then you're like, 3 a.m. It's like I should go to bed, but I got a game. <laughs> it's just so good. You joke, but like, no, I, yeah, game, I've definitely had those. <laughs> this game's like primarily one of my um, main way of socializing with my friends in the Philippines and on the opposite side of the world. So I usually log on at night, which is morning for them because it's like a 12-hour difference. Right. And and that's and then we just we just run dungeons and it's awesome. And FF14 has this thing where you have your pool of dungeons that you've unlocked for your character and like bosses and stuff. And then you can do like a roulette. So you queue up with a team and it just like picks a random trial from your list and it gives you big boy xp so sometimes you just queue up with total strangers and in the case of today i was in the same story finale quest that takes literally an hour but like it's mostly just villain monologues so i made friends <laughs> i made i made gay friends that live in the same city. Hell yeah. So it's a small world, and it was very fun and very nice, and I loved it. Gaming with friends is always good. It's very good. I also get to be a small dragon girl with my, with um, Louise's character, who is literally a nine foot tall bunny woman. <laughs> massive. And I love it. It's, it's very good shit. So, it's been FF14, and that's, um, 
and Jujutsu Kaisen, but we'll go over that in our Dessert Anime Central. So, <laughs> so Maggie, how was your week? Oh my god, uh, <laughs> terrible. No, I'm joking, it wasn't, it was not about. Um, I have truly been doing a lot of, uh, game dev stuff this week and not a whole lot of playing games this week i uh sound dumb as fuck but i i consider D stuff like behind the scenes building up your own worlds and what have you that's still technically development of a game so that's still game yeah. dev um so my whole fucking week has been me working on this fucking game or try trying desperately to work on this game planning dungeons and dragons for a session that i'm running tomorrow with my family um and then drawing bunch of characters and OCs and artistic stuff I have been desperately juggling the idea and I'm, I'm around this by you this is the first first talked about live on stream let's go uh I kind of want to draw on like a stream or something but I'm thinking about doing oh, it yeah. with friends because god knows I'm boring so I think it would be really fun <laughs> I'd be down for that. Stand by it. So, anyways, like, right? Because I, um, I was drawing yesterday with Ivy. <laughs> Shout out to Ivy, friend of the podcast. Uh, she yeah, yeah. definitely. We were like, literally, we just spent like four or five hours yesterday drawing at the same time and like having a conversation, and it was so good, and I loved it so much, and I felt like I got stuff done. And I loved the work that I put out, and I was like, this would be so fun to do. I even like reconnected with a friend like from way back i probably told everybody about this already but like he streams he streams art and what have you and he's got this nice following and it's just nice to be in a stream where people are excited about watching someone draw or like you take requests and do things back and forth i'm sure everybody has streamed their art once at least once i don't know i'm like really really debating going back into it or like actually putting time and effort towards it because it would just be a fun thing to do yeah, I think it'd be awesome to try out, like, see how it goes. Yeah, and I want to figure out the semantics about it, because I really just want to do fun things with my friends, and then, like, it's not like we need to record them, we can honestly just have video calls where we do things, but I just, I miss everybody, <laughs> and I miss wanting, like, doing things with people, and going back and listening to the podcast, and going back and, like, watching streams and stuff, it's very much like, oh, you remember when we did that? That's really fun. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be awesome. Twitch streamer Maggie, here we come. <laughs> I I would do Picardo streams of like whatever art a couple years ago, and mm. I literally just hit record, and I just set my my stream playlist of just lo-fi chill step, and nice. that's basically it. And then I would just like text chat with whoever drops in, and that was that was it, and it was pretty good. So I'd be down to do that again. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my what well, was pretty much my experience. Can we draw porn? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no question. Can we draw? What a silly, what a silly thing can to I... ask. <laughs> can I draw a female presenting nipple? <laughs> Just one. Just a singular. And Hold have on. it in this that corner of the screen. <laughs> it might be just a little much. <laughs> <laughs> a little much. I don't know about y'all. We can draw absolute, like, schween action. Full frontal. I'm talking, like, no merkin, bush out, testicles drooping past the knees. But you show me a female nipple, I don't know. I don't know. That's a little too much. 
<laughs> hey guys, welcome to welcome to Maggie and Trucy's Dick Dimension art stream. <laughs> we will draw exclusively dicks today. <laughs> Only dick. Exclusively dick. <laughs> I imagine going to like a food market and being like, "Yeah, I'll take uh, three three inches of peen, thanks." Just oh, dark meat, dark meat only, thank you. <laughs> Don't give me the breast of the penis. No, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. <laughs> All right, what's our news? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our main course, news explosion. And uh, Maggie, I need you to put an explosion sound effect there. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Oh, well, we'll, Don't we'll, think we'll that was an explosion. Give my voice a really strong echo anyway. whenever I do those. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it like real, real garbage to listen to. <laughs> main course, news explosion. <laughs> that's what i want to see all right so the first one you have on the docket is yours actually is it yeah i guess i i guess i did drop that uh okay all right so let's start by introducing stadia games and entertainment as produced by google i'm sure you've heard of it um it it was a, a huge thing for a while the concept of like full online gameplay don't download anything do full web browser ready to go uh obviously obviously it fucking takes <laughs> cuz uh li literally unless you live in silicon valley like you you do not have the wi-fi to be running this shit so i mean it was a neat idea we're just not at that point yet and google of all people, is is not a game developer to be working on these this like level of shit. I understand they're a tech company, whatever. But anyway, so it was announced. I do believe. Uh, so February first, which was what Tuesday, Monday, Monday, February first, they fully announced that they are completely shutting down all Stadia Game Studio work. So uh, I don't know what that means for refunds. They didn't come out and announce anything of the sort. I'm pretty sure you're just fucked if you ended up buying this. Um, yeah, Stadia Games Entertainment, um, his, his, his royalty vice president, Jade Raymond, left Google and was pretty much just like, we're done, we're out, approximately 150 game developers, uh, are out of a job now, and, um, it's a sad time for all, but realistically speaking, if you bought a Stadia gaming system, like, you could afford to, <laughs> to lose the money. Maybe that's maybe that's controversial to say, but like, why would you ever spend money on browser exclusive gameplay? Period. When you could spend money on like, I don't know, a PS5, a Switch. I'm sure they're like the same amount, actually. <laughs> from what I heard from this, um, I didn't look too far into it, but I assumed that they were still like working with the tech of the Stadia. They're just not developing games within it. So they'll still run games through the Stadia, just Google itself will not be participating in the game making. But they're still allowing games played through Stadia. They're not really developing any of the pro uh, the technology themselves. They're opening the rights for other game studios to um, partner with them in order to take over. So they still mm -hmm. have it and they're still like, they own it, right? And they're like, hey, who wants it? People can right. come in and decide what they want to do, but they don't really have much in terms of um, who's taking any ownership on it, and if there's been anybody for partnerships. It's um, 
truthfully speaking, kind of a shit show. <laughs> I know it's got like listen, it's it is playable on multiple devices, and it sounds it sounded okay, but like they really just shit the bed with this. Like they really did everything about it from the marketing to the um, the actual implicate implementations, the games that were available on it. Like, and on top of that, it was like to buy a controller and have everything set up for you was was expensive. It was like $300, $400 for a proper setup. Same same price as like a PS4. But a PS4? Are you joking? Anyways, sorry. <laughs> so it's basically a game development studio that they were basically pre- creating games specifically for Stadia. I don't think they needed that shit at all. Like, what? <laughs> but also, like, also Google's in the position where they can kind of just try to make whatever they want. And because they have so much money, it doesn't really matter to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's kind of true. They're like, you know, fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna experiment. We're gonna try with this. See what happens. Yeah. Didn't work. Oh well. I'll, I'll try something else. Yeah, exactly. But I think um, just I think Stadia, if it wasn't such a garbage like, like in in conception, it's great. Because mobile gaming is so accessible and, like, anyone who has a phone or a tablet can just play a video game. Yeah. And I think that's great for gaming. But, buddy, if you're trying to play fucking anything on a Wi-Fi connection, like... Yeah. Like, what are you... What are you doing? What... Unless you have... Unless you have, like, god-tier fi- fiber <laughs> Wi-Fi, like, created from the, the blood of virgins then it's not gonna run very well but like wi-fi in like in essence is so prone to disruption from literally everything like i have a i have a vita that is sending out wireless waves to connect with the internet to get notifications that fucks up my with my wi-fi signal to my stadia i have a phone that fucks up with my wi-fi to my stadia like Unless unless the thing that you're doing Stadia from is right next to your router, and even then, the whole point of it is that if you have a screen, you can just play the game on the screen. <laughs> it's like, it's shit though, but it's shit. <laughs> Why would you subject yourself to that? That's like, that's like when I was 12 and playing League of Legends and seeing like a 3 FPS, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this is fine as long as I can play the video game. <laughs> Even though I'm like literally useless <laughs> the game, like peak gaming, <laughs> it's it's good in conception, but it's dog shit in practice, and you'd have to be a fool oh, yeah. to spend money on that shit. <laughs> God, it was truly just a money grab. They were like, yeah, yeah, we can we can compete with the big boys. We can do this. No, the fuck you cannot. Even the big boys are constantly fucking up. Like they've been doing it for years. It's just so funny to me. Like they really did create a project. product for rich ass motherfuckers with fire ass wi-fi like existing in a space will fuck with your wi-fi like turning two degrees to the left will fuck with your wi-fi and they're over here like yeah we'll (laughs) put an entire system based off of that like what how we are not there it's not happening you want to microwave some fucking pizza pockets Oh no, your Assassin's Creed game just fucking <laughs> just exploded. Oops! 
<laughs> Fucking whoopsie. <laughs> I mean, worth it though for Hot Pockets. <laughs> Can't believe Hot Pockets single handedly destroyed all of um, Egypt <laughs> in the 2000s. All of my gaming. It's it just, they shut down. Seems about right. You're gone. Sorry, y'all. You're out of jobs. Oops, <laughs> says Google. <laughs> great. Says every yeah, gaming studio. Fucking great. Alright, I saw this article on Polygon that basically called out the fact that every single cyberpunk thing is just purely Orientalist, and it's all hyper-Asian, and like, I grew up in Hong Kong, that shit's dope as fuck. But have like have has have any of us literally seen any cyberpunk thing that's not just Asia town population Japan? <laughs> yeah, that's at very all. true. Like yeah. literally at all. Yeah, there's this weird stigma that like, oh Japan is the tech Yeah, it's not happening. I mean they are much further than us in like really cool tech just being around, but like yeah. There's very much um, an Asian uh, theme when it comes to uh, th th my brain just a short fired like. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering All like. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just looked up like Blade Runner stuff, and I'm pretty sure Blade Runner doesn't take in doesn't take place in like Neo Tokyo, does it? <laughs> I don't believe it does. But like, why is there giant neon sign with the with the Chinese words, and the and the and all the katakana, like that? Wait, but, you're telling but me. But also, that... the... yeah. No. <laughs> oh, you go ahead. No, I refuse. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, see you guys next week on the Hot Podcast. <laughs> Alright, I think that what's really cool, like a pretty dope talking point about the cyberpunk genre, is the fact that, like, America always has that obsession with, like, freedom and stuff. So, I think the inception of the cyberpunk genre was basically just playing entirely off of Americans' fear of, like, what if the Axis powers won World War II? And then most of America's population is just the Asians, and everything is technology, which re which replaces your pure, red-blooded American free will. Pretty cool, though, isn't it? Of, like, an idea? It's just This is just me pulling shit out of my ass, but I think it's kind of cool that, like, maybe the inception of cyberpunk stuff was, like, intrinsically tied to american values and the fear of the japanese is this a hot take i think so i think it is a hot take is it really oh shit damn <laughs> getting hashtag controversial on the hot podcast well now hold on okay i just feel like because cyberpunk i actually you know what this might this might warrant looking further into let me find the first iteration of cyberpunk like it's just maybe it was created from Americans being spooked about the Asians and the technology. I think there's definitely, like, I don't know that it's inherently an American issue. It's 110% a, technolo a technological thing, though. 
because like, I don't think it, I don't think it's um as ingrained with the idea of Japan over or sorry not Japan but like with Asian countries like over doing technology to the point of like weird I guess like uh, digital fascism almost but it's definitely this idea that like we're moving too too much with uh with the times like technology is taking over too many of our jobs like because realistically <laughs> speaking like isn't like one of those stupid fucking paranoid garbage ideas that was a big thing for a while was like 5g will fuck with your brain or some, something of the sort like that was the idea it's it's never stopped being a thing of technology is bad and then you're right it always turns into some kind of like xenophobic racism shit where it's like oh well actually i'll have you know that it's the chinese doing that sort of thing to us they put chips in your brain like yeah okay it's always going to turn back into a racist thing because it's such an inherently stupid take <laughs> to be all like technology will kill you like i understand ai going a little too far but i i don't i don't necessarily know that it is fear of 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 asian countries that, that's my point that's where i'm standing with it okay i'm just reading the um the, the article that even brought up this entire thing and it's it ba- okay so the um so and do a- androids dream of electric sheep basically um <laughs> we've all read this haven't we have we all read yeah this book okay cool it's blade runner the book I, I it's, okay, it's Blade Runner the book, Ashley. Just letting you know, <laughs> alright? <laughs> Have you seen Blade Runner? I, I haven't. Okay, alright. A quick rundown of Blade <laughs> Runner. This guy has to kill the robot people, but then he sees the robot people, and he's like, but they're, like, actual people. But, like, it's fine, because my job says kill the robot people. And then it's like, but are robots people? Are people people? are people robots and it's like whoa science fiction bro that's it that's it that's the book i'll put that on the list get 10 emails criticizing my fucking <laughs> watered down <laughs> summary of doing hey guys i'm gonna choose these spark notes robots equal people? Do robots are people <laughs> the book the movie, the game. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> so basically, um uh so basically the the whole thing is it started with like the fear of America no longer being seated in the position of a world power. And before uh Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep, he also published The Man in High Castle. Oh have y'all heard about this book? No. Have you <laughs> The Man in the High Castle is a alternate historical fiction yes, in which uh, Germany wins World War II. Yeah, it's, it's super good. It's like a, it's a really fucking introspective read. Yeah, so the Axis powers won World War II. So I guess these were, these created like the foundations for cyberpunk to make a dystopian alternate fiction with America going like Asia is the evil. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to, like, have a little yeah, discussion yeah. arena about this fun, fun adventure about the... I mean, I like it. I like this topic. I think we can definitely have, a like, a really deep, introspective conversation about it. I think Cyberpunk's fucking rad. <laughs> I, I just really like dystopian and, like, postmodern, I guess, ideologies. Like, 
sorry, not ideologies, that's the wrong fucking word, like settings and, and stories that take place in a world that's past what we currently understand, but not necessarily like sci-fi, like we went over to a planet, we fucked him, and now we've got alien babies. I'm like, <laughs> I don't need all that. I need technological implants, I need augmentation, I need, uh, I need bionic prosthetics, give me juice X, like stuff like that. Yeah, I... My favorite thing was the first time I ever watched Blade Runner was in philosophy class in high school, where my teacher was like, "Yo, check this shit out." Because, <laughs> like, in con- like from conception, the themes that cyberpunk and like Blade Runner and the whole "what makes a man" discussion is like drugs for teenage child me to ponder the philosophy of what makes a person (laughs) a person it's like the whole um the the guy's boat and the if you change the parts of the boat is it you fill the boat oh yeah what is it what is that again (laughs) yeah it's it's a thing of like if you keep changing parts of the boat and eventually you remove all the original parts is it still the same boat kind of thing but like all the yeah. original parts are gone, so is it the same yeah. boat? But it's still the one you've been using the entire time. But like transhumanism. Yeah. But then it's like, but does the boat have a soul? But then what is a soul? And God, I love <laughs> philosophy. Oh my fucking god, dude, that shit's so dope. <laughs> so um, anyways, welcome to the welcome to the philosophy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is totally un unrelated, but but speaking of philosophy, have all y'all heard of um? Ayn Rand and the Fountainhead. Yes. It sits on Hoffman. No. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Directed at truth. You had to you had to read the Fountainhead, like for a class or anything? No, but I do see it on the office at work, and it just sits there, and I'm like, what is this about? And then I read the back and it's like a brave, fresh take from the legendary mind. And I'm like, what is this? So please, please give me the rundown. Because I've never dared to open those hollow pages. And you should never, because frankly, it's a fucking... Okay, alright, I'm so sorry. My <laughs> issue is not with the Fountainhead, which is not a good fucking book, for the record. Everyone's like, it's introspective, and it's this whole fucking thing, and blah blah blah. Anyways, I digress. I go back to my point. Um, Ayn Rand, the author of The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugs, has this entire movement where she pushes this philosophy of objectivism, I guess, is that's what the Wikipedia page says, but like, truthfully, I was introduced to it as like, neo-feminism. It's not. It's not feminism in any which way of the word. The idea is that a woman is strongest when she has a man to protect her. That's the, that's the placement of that. I digress. Fountainhead synopsis is that there's this architect, all right? He goes to he goes to school, does his best, giant shithead. Literally does whatever the fuck he wants with no with no worry about the way the world sees him because he's doing the things he's passionate about. Literally creates like minimalistic whatever. And you follow this other guy who does everything he's told, follows things to the book, he's doing everything for the entire purpose of making himself uh like a career-based business person, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The story follows them both and how Rorik, the fucking minimalist absolute shithead, goes through his life not giving a fuck 
and the other guy couldn't tell you his fucking name or call him Jason for the sake of this goes through everything desperately living out for other people's approval and it tells you by the end of it like oh this man was right because he did everything where the fuck he wanted to and nobody in the end it, it worked out because he was a trailblazer then he ends up fucking this girl and it's this whole fucking sequence and half the book it's a fuck it's a tome it is a fucking like three inch tome of <laughs> point two script where they just talk about how he is a fucking genius he's a visionary he does all these things and she is such a cool character for the first three chapters and then after that it's like she needs him she needs him to live because that's what feminism should be hmm. anyway sorry but the reason i brought this up at all is <laughs> because <laughs> i would rather listen to anyone in their entire life off about philosophy in terms of what does it mean to be human the minute you're like oh but let's talk about philosophy in terms of like human rights like let's talk about it in terms of uh generic and 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 base human rights because the minute you look at me and you're like well let's let's bring feminism into philosophy let's bring like what it means to be male gender female who cares like any any non-genders any every genders like Whatever you feel, the minute you're like, let's bring that into philosophy, kills me and I die. So I really do want to talk about philosophy, but I fucking hate it. It's such a nightmare to talk about. Yeah, I agree with things like that, where it's like, if you are trying to refute, repute, what's, is it refute? refute. Is that the word? Refute. Am I Englishing yep, yep. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyone good. tries to say like, oh, but this person isn't what they think they are because of x reason like no fuck you you're wrong like you're instantly wrong like this person is what they are because that's what they said they are like there's there's no other take i'm, I'm very much in this this weird camp where like people who are like i love talking about philosophy usually have bad opinions and then just say things like oh but it's just my philosophical standpoint i'm like no you're a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> then you have it's like, oh, I really want to talk about philosophy because it's a way for me. It's like it's like a different method of religion almost. Like it, it's how you find meaning in your life. Fine, let's go. I'm fucking ready. Let's party. But like, yeah, no, I just it's. I think I know who you're talking about right now. What are you talking about? I wasn't talking about anybody in specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are very right in that it is, like, kind of on the same spectrum as, like, religion. In that it is, like, hmm. it's it's a more opinionated, like, study of life and social constructs. But, like, fuck, dude. If it's, like, that's not philosophy, you're just a misogynist, then they're just bad. Like, they're just bad at discussing <laughs> philosophy <laughs> they're just bad philosophers <laughs> like it's, it's not a secret i'm transgender as fuck and looking at it from a philosophical standpoint like what am i really if not just a, a, a being affirming my identity through societal constructs if anything is my without society would my identity even exist and hey it might not but fucking whatever dude and that's all about what that's what philosophy is it's just a possibility <laughs> acknowledging those possibilities and just like being better for acknowledging 
all the different ways that life can be and humanity can be. And I think that's why philosophy is dope as fuck. I wish more people were good at philosophy. Well, the only people that are good at <laughs> philosophy are fucking idiots like me that wasted their time in a, in a college course to fucking talk about, oh, what is people? Like, it's just a fucking... <laughs> like, look at me. Do I look smart? <laughs> yes! Are you joking? I mean, okay, seriously speaking, I think it's... I think it's Anything that has you look introspectively on yourself and the world around you and work to make that, like, you and the world better. Anything that involves reflection, introspection, and self-criticism is good. Like, literally anything that keeps you from being, like, a disgusting echo chamber incel on the internet that's like, all women are evil. Then, like, you're good, dude. You're good. As long as you're not that, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I think I think therein lies the rub, yeah? It's like, people who claim to like philosophy, people who are like, oh, I'm actually quite the... Like, usually they are cutting out the self-reflection part. Or if they are using a self-reflection, they're doing it completely through a bias, through a lens, where they're like, oh, well, I can't be a problem. I should be the, the standard. And that's so, like... It's, it's pretty it's, it's pretty woof. It's very, it's very um all right we're not gonna name any names but we basically knew someone who thought philosophy <laughs> and um quote unquote civilized discussion was literally just them throwing awful hot takes at you for like an hour and then it got to the point where ashley i believe messaged me saying trucy why do I have to explain to this man that being interested sexually in a 16-year-old and waiting for her to come to age is 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 not okay? And I'm like, excuse me, Ashley, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah that was a fucking great day. Like, my God. <laughs> don't 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 call a 16 year old girl hot and sexy and you would fuck her if you know it was legal yeah that's yeah so this is this is the <laughs> this is the crowd of people that are in the in, in this in this glob of um quote-unquote philosophers that we have encountered is the kind of people that just say shit and it's like my freedom of speech and i'm like <laughs> but no though <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, this is the type of person who's like why are you why are you stopping me from declaring my my love for a, a minor sexually when when this is just my freedom of speech this is just my opinion i won't apologize for my i can't take back my opinion i can't do that like oh, i'm not, not going to back off no i'm going to double down she's hot as fuck this child is hot as fuck oh my <laughs> Like, like oh, the same person who's got the fucking gall, not balls, no, absolutely not, because you have no human organs in your fucking sad sack. If you think for a moment you can turn to someone who is having a mental health crisis and then be all like, oh, I don't know why you're so upset. 
You you you're a perfect example of of kinks on the internet. Somebody would fuck you. Like, holy shit! No. No. Yeah, you don't remember that that day. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Yeah, Ashley, you remember what I'm fucking talking about, right? I remember that. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> don't you love when men uh, give you, like, a value point based on how sexually attractive you are? What is this? Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. I like to be rated like a pig at fair. That's what I, that's, what, that's my favorite <laughs> It's like, yeah, this gold star, 200 pounder, would absolutely fetch a high price on the black market. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah, oh, I, nice. I, yeah, you are a triple, triple A grade cut of Maggie. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. A triple A grade cut? Like, just, I guess, slice off my arm and have a bite. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the feminist cast, y'all. Where, where we have the hot take of women have rights? And maybe are more than their. Ooh, this is a good word. Sexual market value. Ooh, that's more than one word. But... As someone who likes to browse incel forums to hurt herself and also humble herself on the state of humanity. Is that a real thing? Yes, are you fucking kidding me? Is that a real term? Yes, it, sexual market value is a real thing that incels use oh, shit. To, to justify. It's like the whole, I should have, like, a government-mandated, like, fuck woman. Because that's all women are, right? Yeah, I shit you not, but don't go on it. Don't go on info forum. It is a whole. Shit. Yeah, well, I fucking value my goddamn sanity, clearly, more than you do. Why? <laughs> Why do you do this? Because I hate myself, Maggie. <laughs> also, background. Because... When I was in my earlier years, for um for background on why I like to harm myself by going on insult forums and damage my sanity meter, is um because in my earlier years, when I was presenting as a male, I absolutely understand the sentiment and like the beginning thought of where inceldom starts to begin. Because when you're a young boy, literally your entire existence and value is determined by whether or not you have a girlfriend. And I feel like inceldom starts by that issue exacerbating itself through age and people just being ostracized by others because they feel like they're not enough of a person because they don't have a partner, which is just a bad way of thinking. And like, I know that. We know that. Because we're adults, and we're not children. But circumstances happen, and basically people will grow up with those values in mind. And then the internet happens, and they go on r slash incels, and realize that there's more people like that. And then they just enter this dangerous echo chamber of people just, like, recycling the same ideas and like anger and negativity about about i should have this and and people that are garbage to women have have women but i am a nice guy so why do i not have women which is just uh generalizing an entire group of people which is not great but 
That's where it starts, at least. It starts very, very young. Can I... I'm just going to clarify yeah, something totally. real fast. Are you telling me that, that incels, these misogynists, these, 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 these people who, who never grew up past the idea that they deserve more than they actually deserve, are all caused because of um, toxic masculinity? Yes. And the idea of feminism and equality amongst all genders would only benefit and prevent these specific types of people from being bred. Yeah, absolutely. It is hmm. just... Yeah, Fresh. I know, right? It's kind of mm, a little bit coincidence, huh? huh? <laughs> that's, a, that's a big old coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, so basically, um, this is why, this is also why um, anything that you do that encourages self-reflection is good. Because, um, any lack of that it's, it's like, leads to one of the, like, Final Fantasy job pools that will lead you to incel. So don't, don't, don't do that. That's not good. Or nice guys. Nice guys are just, are another, are the side of the same coin. Of just awful toxic masculinity and not realizing that women are people or that other people are people, in fact. Like I, okay. yeah. as part of my regular humbling exercises, <laughs> where I, where I foray <laughs> into the deep wilderness that is the incel forums, I, I found a like a question that was basically like, "Hey, incels and like, neckbeards and nice guys and all the all the rest, why if if sex is so important to like a human's value, why don't you just fuck a guy?" And he's like. Because men are disgusting and they do not have the pleasurable curves of a fine woman. And it's just like You can be less disgusting. Why is every why is everyone that like shows up on these incel posts like just not know what hygiene is? <laughs> and then go like It's the libs fault that I don't have women and shit like that. Just like <laughs> everything in that strain of thought it's almost like huh, look at a mirror like both metaphorical and literal look at a mirror <laughs> oh my god oh my fucking god i literally had this conversation the other day with i think it was my my brother-in-law and and my sister it was like the idea of of what you need to wear in order to be like femme and 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 uh, and raise your sexual market value. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. What? It was the idea of like how you dress, right? The idea of how you present yourself. Because we were talking about how long it takes for people to get ready in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. But like, realistically speaking, I, I was talking to my brother and I was talking to my brother-in-law and they mentioned, they were like, oh, well, yeah, it only takes me five, five minutes to get ready in the morning because there's nothing to do. And I was like, what do you mean? Maybe there's nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I just run some water through my hair and I'm good. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but have you considered doing more? And they're like, well, that's impossible. I am man, cannot do more. <laughs> and I'm like, what? But there's like, seriously, there's just like, you don't, you, women are taught 
makeup. Like it's like, oh, you're you're taught to be femme. You're taught about these specific femme things. If you if you are femme, if you identify as femme, it's 100% heels, hair, like nails, makeup. You need to look good. You need to be fixed. You need to be polished. Like it's still a fucking thing everywhere I go where they're like, oh, your eyebrows are a little bit off, sweetie. Meanwhile, my brother walks around with a fucking unibrow and eyebrows spread out to fucking hell. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, you really got tall, didn't you? And I'm like, like, there's so much that you can do. There's so much that you can do as, as a mask person, 110. You can do so much more. Like, skincare is a huge thing. Like, just changing up your outfits every now and then is a huge fucking thing. Like, everything every your hair does not have to take two seconds it doesn't but you, you you're like i am good enough why the fuck would i ever bother that's the issue therein lies the fucking problem go oh, a little further do a little more because somebody's gonna appreciate it i was just gonna say that on the opposite end of the spectrum as uh, a femme like you also don't have to uh put in that effort as <laughs> like it's it's the two sides of the same coin either like more masculine people can put on makeup whenever they want. And also, feminine people can not put on makeup. They don't have to do their hair. You can go out as a quote-unquote slob if you want to. Like, it's not... Like, there's such a standard for both men and women just to be like, this is how you're supposed to look, and if you're not this, you're wrong. And let's... Yeah. It's, it's such garbage on both sides of the spectrum. Like, no matter where you fall, like, it's like if you don't fit this perfect category, you're garbage. And I'm like, fuck you. And it's, it's, and it's everywhere. It doesn't matter who you are. It's like ingrained. I, my room has no insulation. So I'm fucking freezing. Literally anytime it snows, I like die. And I, I dress up in like seven sweaters and like long socks and pants. And like I double sock all the time. I went downstairs the other day because the rest of my house is fucking insulated for some fucking reason. I went downstairs and my mom looks at me and the first thing she goes is, you don't have a mirror in your room? You don't know what you look like because you're disgusting. Like, I don't want to look at you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, that seems unnecessary. We're in quarantine, but fine. Hey, thanks, mom. Like, Good morning to you, too. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, straight up. But my point, my point is that, yes, there is there is 100% a stigma for, for people who are femme to, to be femme. Like, you have to be femme and you have to, this level of, of, of kept togetherness, you have to have like there's not as much for mask and that's bullshit because you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want and it doesn't matter if you want to be more mask be more mask if you want to be more femme be more femme and you don't have to do either thing you can just be yourself and that should be fine mom yeah. mom <laughs> yeah society standards of just how you're supposed to present yourself is garbage like if you want to do all this stuff like great if you don't that's also great like feel like wherever you find is comfortable for you is really like that should be where the standard is yeah i think the whole image of like being a slob as well like just that term would probably go like it would be used more to like someone who is who society would expect to be like female like like femme to like if i wanted to wear a hoodie and jeans out i would be called a slob but if a guy did it that would just be called a guy clothes right mm -hmm. right but like i think it really it really shows the disparity between like our our cultures as in like 
like how American uh, mask people would would um, like display like, express themselves, and then you look you look at like mm. like any picture of a Korean man, any. And people are like, whoa, this, like, what is this? Is this even a human being? And it's like, yes, it is. So what happens when you put more than 10 minutes into your daily routine, you whore? <laughs> <laughs> it's so jarring. Yeah, for real. But like, again, going to my hot trans, trans anecdotes. <laughs> switching from, switching from, um, disgusting boy wardrobe to beautiful shiny girl wardrobe was literally just a matter of looking at all of my like old tattered graphic design t-shirts and going like yeah i don't know about this queen and then just burn all that <laughs> shit down and i'm not even saying like this is for anyone who wants to do anyone who is baby at fashion but wants to do fashion there is a preconceived notion that you have to have the generic walk-in closet giant like like mary kate and ashley i'm a princess i have five billion trillion outfits and they are all studded <laughs> in diamond and gold no i have like four outfits and that's it <laughs> i have like a handful of outfits that look clean as fuck you have your outfit for this occasion for the whatever sunday occasion for when you want to look fly as fuck, you have some for that. That's it. You have okay. You have to have outfits for specific missions. Like to put it in gamer words, because this is how I live. <laughs> you you need to have a fire type outfit. You need to have a ghost type outfit. You need to have a flying type outfit. You need to have your type coverage because depending on how you feel or depending on how the day attacks you you got to be prepared to to hit back with just as much force and how much force you hit back with depends on your fashion choices you got to fucking load up your arsenal fashion is a weapon bitches <laughs> fashion is a weapon in other words become a dick trainer fashion is a fucking weapon yeah oh my god dude i would t okay yo I'm not saying stay tuned on my social media for a Pokemon game where instead of Pokemon you fight using fashion, but I'm just saying stay tuned on my social media for a video game where you fight with fashion. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that. Let's make it fucking happen. I'm ready. Let's go. I um another really handy thing to do is uh if you if you do not have a lot of money but you want fashion, you want high fashion, let's go. Um statement pieces or pieces that you can use with different outfits are very good for instance if you have a sweater that you can wear underneath a jacket that you particularly like or a sweater you could wear with leggings and jeans and that sweater can be used in every single one of those outfits awesome amazing perfect as well as like for instance just looking at my jacket or my closet right now i have a fucking bright ass ten dollar thrift store yellow ass summer like yellow submarine looking fucking bananas and pajamas yellow jacket all right it's i love it <laughs> It is, it is it is so yellow. It's like offensive. It's offensive how yellow this thing is. I look like a fucking Simpsons character. <laughs> I love it. Happy, like that's a statement piece. I will wear that on a muted outfit, on a nothing outfit with leggings and a t-shirt with whatever the fuck I want. And like that's an that's an outfit. Done. Ready to go. 
statement pieces and universal pieces will help with any wardrobe and you do not have to spend a lot of money you just have to find something that you like that makes you feel you yeah that's it just like i like blue i have a big blue thing i have a dark blue thing i have the bright blue thing if you like a color <laughs> then just fucking do that dude or if you like an asset like lace, for instance, you really like lace. Goth it the fuck up. Yeah. Like leather, go nuts. Hell yeah, I love lace. Yeah, uh, fashion is 100% confidence. There's no rules for fashion. Oh, yeah. You just gotta rock it. That's it. And, um, okay, to close off this beautiful discussion on the fashion podcast. <laughs> uh, once I... Once I tossed out all of my disgusting clothes that I wore just to have something on my body, and I actually started to refresh my wardrobe and toss out the old and keep updating with new things that I actually give a shit about, my mental health skyrocketed so hard because I'm, I'm, I'm fashioning it up with shit that I care about that makes me happy. And once you start to give a shit about how you look... Once you start to give a shit about what you're putting on your body, how you take care of yourself, like, all that shit makes you, like, just happier. Oh, yeah. It just makes you happier. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Life Advice cast. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing game news, weren't we? <laughs> we were! So what's the next, the next, uh, delicious plate in our main course of gaming. Does games. anyone give a shit about Fire Emblem? Ooh. I enjoy a good fire. A good fire emblem. <laughs> good fire. I, I mean, I also enjoy a good fire, too, but... I'm quite the fan of arson, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Fire Emblem Hero. The mobile, horny casino yes. version of Fire Emblem. <laughs> they held a contest where fans vote on their favorite characters. And then whoever wins gets added to the game as like a special little unit that you can put in your tiny army. You know, cute war with anime. Cute <laughs> anime war. Hell yeah. <laughs> so there's like main characters. Yeah, there's like previous like lords and ladies characters you play as. But no, you know who won first place? An unnamed gatekeeper man who gives, <laughs> who gives you notifications in game and is like... Hey, dude, and that's it. He just says hi to you. Okay, but Gatekeeper, he, he's very great and very friendly, so I think he deserves place, honestly. You know what? You're right. I think it's funny that Stock Gatekeeper Armor Soldier Boy Man, <laughs> like, beat Marth. <laughs> it is very great. <laughs> I, um, I'm looking at the page for the top four, and it's just, like, beautifully rendered. Like, <laughs> it's... It's beautifully rendered, like, main characters. They they have very detailed outfits and everything. They all have different colored weird hair. And then you just have stock armor boy, and I think that's great. <laughs> you can't even see his fucking eyes. Like, they put his helmet so far over his head. Like, <laughs> you know nothing about this guy except for he's just like, Hey, how's it going? It's, it's great. I, I want him. it to be like a Finn the Human kind of situation where he takes off his helmet and it's just like beautiful flowing blonde uh. locks of hair. Like he's gorgeous. <laughs> very, very into that. I hope that is in fact how it goes. Alright, and the next piece we have is um, 
Capcom confirms Resident Evil Village's tall vampire lady's height. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so can we hear? Because I don't think we covered it last week when uh, Lady D- D- Dimitrescu. No, we did not. D- Dimitrescu. Yeah. Like... Dimitrescu. Did, sorry. Did you wanna? Did you wanna? introduce this ridiculous garbage and then we can discuss the updates <laughs> uh, uh, everyone's thirsty for resident evil lady because she is fucking massive and a whole ass woman and who doesn't love that shit who doesn't love us like a whole ass woman she's like perfect oh, yeah, step on me person <laughs> that's exactly what it is can i can i have a hot take just like sure we're all podcast. about hot takes it's called the hot podcast <laughs> It's nice to meet you. My name is Maggie. Uh, I am about 5'6". I weigh about 200 pounds. And I really, really enjoy strong women who could absolutely kick my ass. That being said, I wasn't super in love with uh, with her. I don't know what the fuck it is about it. Like, I guess my issue is that she's very big, so she can absolutely ruin you, no question. But, like, just being big isn't enough to be, like spit on me like do yes, you know what i mean I I, I, if she took off her brazier like she, she was in a corset there's a changing sequence i don't know and then her back is like super muscly 110 percent. like throw me down fuck me up but like she's just like i'm very tall and beautiful and i was like i don't want to be dominated by a dainty ass bitch like i don't care that you're eight feet tall i've you know what eight feet women where, where are we at like you can be dainty go ahead but like i just it killed me because everybody was like thirst, and I was like, mm, "Should I? Should I be horny for her? I feel like this is my type of woman. I'm just not, just not interested." <laughs> that's that, that's Hot true. Take, no, size absolutely does not make everything. I think it's the added look of the fact that she is, she has the vampire lady thing going on, so she's kind of like a little bit feral. So she kind of like, she'll like do the vampire thing and like you know, maybe pin you down. Maybe, like, cut you with her claws or something. I don't know. Whatever fuck vampires do, I don't, I don't know this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Make you a stew. I don't know. Whatever vampires do, I don't know. You know, just go off on a tangent. I don't know. Vampire, who's to say? Vamping. That's the joke. Like, she was vamping, but I don't know what a vampire is. Okay, that's all right. Like, okay, I'm, all right. I made a- <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so the so the post, the tweet here by Resident Evil is um your love for Lady Dimitrescu is loud and clear. Here is a message from our RE Village art director Tomonori Takano, along with a very curious fact you may have wondered about, and it's just like a little statement, and uh, they say Takano says if you include her hat and high heels, she's two point nine meters, approximately nine foot six inches tall. <laughs> wow! So, um, Holy shit! So yeah, she's a whole ass woman. She and this is good because it's like awakening the internet's thirst for large women. It's good because people have been <laughs> cowards all the way up until today. That's Freaking very true. Yeah, bitches, yeah. every single one of them. If you tell me you don't like a a whole <laughs> a whole huge ass woman, something's wrong with you. You're lying. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is that you're on, you're incorrect. <laughs> If you think if you think you don't want a whole ass woman, you're wrong. You want a whole yeah, ass woman. No, I feel it. One hundred percent. Actually, sorry, I was scrolling through Twitter like earlier, earlier today, and 
I found this this fucking hot like just a stupid little response to it. Like she lives in a fucking castle, right? She is assumed to be like the lady of the castle, yeah. Yes, she runs the coven. It, like if she runs that shit, why didn't she get some bigger fucking doorways? Because <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you a goddamn secret. <laughs> if I run this bitch. You are fine. I better be at ease at all times. Okay? If I want to wear fucking six inches, if I want to walk around, you absolutely better believe that archway goes well over my head. If I have a beehive hairstyle, I'm going to be able to walk through that arch. Don't have to worry about any fucking phrase. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, excuse me. We're like, excuse pardon. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? She also wants to feel how big she is. It's like, yes, I am larger than you. This is proof. Let me just walk through this doorway here. But I guess my only issue is that, like, because it, it, <laughs> she does it in a way where she's like, oh, pardon me, come through, okay, yeah, <sighs> hello. And of course, <laughs> yeah. it's beautiful, beautiful, but, like, all I could think of was, like, are you fucked? <laughs> like, no. Maybe it would be like, oh, excuse me, I have to dip my head a little bit. But, like, you're, I'm sorry, you're building up those archways. I refuse. I will not sully my dress, wrinkle these fucking linens, because y'all wanted to just not do as I say. Unacceptable. That's all I gotta say. I just love it. Or we can double down and follow the narrative that maybe she likes to display her brute strength by shattering the doorways every single time as she chases main (laughs) character through them. And then with her giant bank account, she then repairs said doorways every single time she shatters them. It's a flex. (laughs) Even if no one's watching, she does it anyways. Just to let the world know how huge she is. You were in this other room for 0.2 seconds? It's already fixed. I am that good, and I'm going to destroy it again in the next two minutes. There's an entire sequence where your character goes into a room, and instead of finding, like, case files about T-Virus or anything at all, it's very much just like, oh... These are receipts for contract work. She rebuilt that archway seven times in the past week. The fuck? Why? <laughs> what a power move. A power move. You're absolutely right. A powerful woman. Feel like a dangerous woman. All right. Our last news point. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking smooth. How y'all like these segues? Let us know on hotpodcastmail at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> so sega announces new show sonic prime right after departure of the character's main voice actor which was uh, roger craig smith Ooh. and hopefully this means that ben schwartz the one who voiced sonic for the the movie the new movie is taking on that role because he's a fucking cool guy Wait, ben schwartz was sonic's voice yeah. in the new movie? yeah ben schwartz is sonic I love Ben Schwartz. Yeah, Ben Schwartz is fucking awesome. I didn't fucking know that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God. have have you ever seen Sonic Boom? Because no. you should. You mean the animated series? <laughs> yes, it's one of the best fucking animated kids cartoons I've ever seen. That shit's hilarious. I, okay. I just, sorry. I, I never watched it because of the massive disappointment that was the video game. Well, yes, but the show is amazing. The show is literally the best. I will, I will send you clips after this recording. It's just, it's, it was the originator <laughs> of the whole Knuckles as a feminist scene, where um, 
Here, I'll just- you know what? Fuck it. I'll just find the- I'll just find the script. <laughs> this is important. It's the top search result. <laughs> the scene is they're- they're doing a- they're doing a soccer game. That's football to my- to my not-American boys. And, um, Amy says, It all comes down to this. Can the young woman break the glass ceiling and prove once and for all that a female can be just as good an athlete as a male? It's from Sonic Boom. Yes, in the episode Eggman's Anti-Gravity Ray, as she stands in front of the goalpost. And Knuckles replies, You know, Amy, anytime someone calls attention to the breaking of gender roles, it ultimately undermines the concept of gender equality by implying that this is an exception and not the status quo. And then the huh. friends all look at Knuckles, shocked. And he says, What? Just because I'm a meathead doesn't mean I'm not a feminist. And if that doesn't tell you to watch this fucking show, I don't know what will. This show is goddamn genius in writing. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I've heard that quote a thousand times. I didn't realize that was from Sonic Boom. Oh my god. Yeah, I guess he's about to fucking watch all of Sonic Boom. <laughs> it's really good. They also um they also have an episode where they make fun of Sonic fans and like the loads of fan fiction. It's like like yeah, I, it's like it's so wild. It's <laughs> Sonic is like he's like held captive by like a fanboy and he's like, Yeah, I've been reading this fan fiction. Yeah, um uh Sonic Son Amy is pretty good, but like Personally, I'm not a fan, says the fan, so, like, the fan ships, like, Sonic and Knuckles, or Sonic and Tails, which is pretty great. Watch the show, please. It's very funny. I intend to. I'm going to. Holy shit. That's amazing. That's amazing. What the fuck? Yeah, you're fucking welcome. Go watch Sonic Boom. <laughs> Holy shit. It's really, it's really good. Like, it's really fucking hilarious. I hope the writing for this new series is, is also good because That's... I'm you know, I'm gonna be fucked up if I end up watching Sonic Boom and then it's like, oh, this is the new series and it's garbage. I would be devastated. Cause I love Sonic Boom so much. Like so much. It's one of my favorite TV shows. And I really hope Sonic Prime follows up on that. Anyway, that's all for our news. Shall we get to our The dessert? Dessert? <laughs> is it dessert after the main course? You don't want dessert? We don't have to have dessert. We can just we can just go straight to the bill if you want. I mean, I can hail the waitress. I can get the check. It's the dessert round, anime central. <laughs> <laughs> wow, juicy! Thanks. I would have totally forgotten that it was called that. <laughs> no, I needed the full name. Oh my God. <laughs> Oi. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So, so um, I should start before before I just jump into this and, and take over because let's be honest, your girl watches too much anime. But uh, has anybody been watching any anime? <laughs> I have watched one one whole anime. <laughs> I am on episode fifteen now of Jujutsu Kaisen, and nice. the show is very good, and the animation is very good. And the characters are very good. There is a, <laughs> there is a, there is um, there is a notable scene with this guy named Toto Aoi, and his whole thing is that before he fights someone, he asks, "What kind of women are you into?" 
the first time he does this, he he's like, it's okay if you like guys too. That's totally fine. Just don't be boring as shit. So he's pretty cool. He's pretty progressive on that front. <laughs> and there are several scenes where uh, he is let down by people who proceed to give him answers that are boring as shit. And upon upon being upon learning that his opponent has a garbage taste in women, he then proceeds to mercilessly beat the shit out of them with his fists. <laughs> He's also a massive man in the most recent like tournament arc kind of thing. He meets the main character, Itadori Yuji, and he asks, uh, so what, before we fight, like, what what kind of women do you like? He, he has to do it. He, I have to, every fight, he needs to ask this. And in the first fight before, he declared, so Toto, big buff man, said, I like a tall woman with a big ass. So he asks this question to... To, to Itadori, and he replies, I like girls like Jennifer Lawrence, so probably a tall woman with a big ass. And then this and then the anime cuts to a shot of Sakura petals flowing in the wind. Beautiful high school <laughs> setting. It's like a slice of life fucking like rom-com show. And it's like it's like Itadori and Toto are best friends, and he's like, I think I'm gonna ask out Takara-chan. And Itadori's like, alright, don't come crying to me when you get dumped. And then it shows, like, him professing his love and stuff, and then he gets dumped as fuck. And then Itadori pats him on the back and goes, it's okay, bro, I'll treat you to ramen. And then, like, cut back to the actual show where they're, like, fighting. <laughs> and... And it's just a shot. <laughs> of Toto ugly crying, snot and tears <laughs> dripping down his face, and it's just like I found him. My new best <laughs> best friend. God, and he does he say said. it in English. <laughs> he said it in English, yes. It's in big Japan English. Fucking amazing. So, um, yeah. What a character. Uh, then he proceeds to beat the shit out of Itadori. Because he wouldn't, he would not half-ass an ass-beating for his new best of friendo. Yeah. Have what you, the so fuck sorry, is the, this show? That amazing. It's amazing. What the you, fuck is this show? <laughs> you just finished episode fifteen, right? You haven't watched any more. No, I haven't watched any more. Okay, I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but like, truthfully speaking, he's like my new best friend, and fucking boy is like, <laughs> wow. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> they have this whole conversation, and like the, the the preceding episodes are so fucking good because now that he's like, I I see you as worthy. The way he fights changes from all of the previous fights, and you're watching it going, oh, holy shit! What the hell? The skill like increased, like everything about this is better now. It's so fucking good. This, this is what happens. When when you two are an ass man, it's so fucking <laughs> hilarious. Oh, good. Also, there's Panda, and Panda proceeds to just be a panda that can speak Japanese, who is also a student. And um, I'm still waiting for them to tell me why the panda is a student and can talk and exercises demons. <laughs> like he's just a panda, like a real panda. And then in the new opening. It just shows him on standing on top. Okay, okay. 
All right. First, first opening. There's one shot of Panda, and he is doing a parkour vault over a building. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, why is there a Panda, and why he do parkour vault? And then the show introduces him, and it's like, hey, Panda, he's Panda. He he does the he does the sorcery. He exercises demons, and I'm like, okay, cool. But why is he a Panda? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then they don't tell me no for 15 fucking episodes they don't tell me and i'm like all right cool new new opening comes in op op2 there is a new shot of panda he is standing on top of giant building beating his chest king kong size giant king kong panda and i'm like all right Jujutsu Kaisen, you can't just keep doing this to me this is an abusive relationship <laughs> You can't just keep showing me these things and not give me, not tell me what the fuck's going on. You just guys said, can't just do this. <laughs> Best boy panda, just living he's his just, life. Just a Trucy. real ass panda. Trucy, all I gotta say, all I gotta say, episode seventeen. That's all they, I gotta say. They, they, you know what? It w- literally wouldn't have been. It w- there would not be any different if they just had like a JPEG of like a real photo of a panda for every scene, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> The show's so good, dude. I don't know what's going on in it. The show's so wild. <laughs> it feels like I made this show. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, were like, and there's a panda. And let's not say anything about the panda for like a season. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it's, hey, it's really fucking good, though. Like, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, so just keep watching it, episode 17, and, uh, you'll, you'll get your shit. Um, and truthfully, when they explained it, I was like, oh, yeah, I, okay, yeah, I mean, all right. Yeah, <laughs> like, what I'm doing My brother and I watched it together, like, my brother and I, and I looked over at him while they were, like, revealing everything, and all I could think of was, you know what, why didn't I think of that? Like, why, why was that not something that came to mind this whole time? Anyways, yeah, no, very good anime. Absolutely wonderful. The explanation, he's a student, obviously. That's why he's a school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like, know why the panda's here? Because he's a Japanese boy? He's a Japanese boy obviously, panda? Obviously. Dumbass. Goes to school, he's a student. <laughs> Stupid fuck. Hello. Obviously. Like, whoa. <laughs> Alright, last, um, last anime bit. I was um it was brought to my attention that some people have not seen the movie the Netflix movie Dragon Quest Your Story. I saw you tweet about. Yes, none of you have seen this, am I correct? You're correct. No. All right, let me give you the basic rundown of Dragon Quest Your Story. Are you ready? This is a this is on Netflix and I highly urge you to watch this because it gets better the less you know about Dragon Quest. <laughs> or video <laughs> games actually, or anything about Dragon Quest. Actually, if you were born and this was the first thing you watched, You'd be a pretty woke child. <laughs> nice. Alright. Alright. <laughs> so, I'm gonna give you the spark notes on this movie. Alright. Cool warrior guy uh, has to fight evil wizard man, okay? He's cool. He's a warrior man. He wears the loincloth and the tiger skin and the whatever. And he brings his small son with him on adventures. Hooray. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, he, he gets the shit beat out of him dies super hard and the child is now a slave so the child is a slave for monsters and 
and then he meets a, a, a prince boy who is also a slave. They grow up in slavery together, and then they break out of the, the prison by being in a barrel full of shit and dead bodies. And then, and then he finds, he find, he finds the legendary sword for the hero, but he can't pull it out of the out of the stone because he's not the true hero. And it's like, okay, sure. Oh shit! And then the bad, and then, and then he likes this one girl, <clears throat> and he's he like fights a giant goat demon, and it's like you beat the goat demon, you have you can marry my marry my daughter, and he's like, but I don't like the daughter. But like he does it anyways, <laughs> and then, and then like as he like a night before the wedding, he this witch comes out of nowhere, gives him a love potion, and he drinks it and hallucinates. And he's like, I'm actually in love with this other female lead who is interesting and not just a, a princess type. And she's like a cool badass warrior huntress, and they were like best friends in childhood or something. <laughs> wow. All right, so he's actually in love with her. And then they have a child. So. They have a child. And then warrior huntress girl. And new and boy guy. Man. Uh, dies. Turns into stone by evil wizard guy. And. Oh no. He's stone. So. Okay. It wasn't about the warrior guy at the beginning. No no no. Bait and switch. It was actually about the sun. No no no. Bait and switch. It was actually about his son and he pulls the sword out <laughs> and he's the hero so then they have the huge thing where they go and fight the evil wizard <laughs> 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 fucking love I, I just saw Maggie change her name <laughs> to boy man guy <laughs> <laughs> you said it I was like I'm sorry I never <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, all right all right so big 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 finale time all the family gets together like the son with the power of the legendary blade brings his dad and mom back from stone and he's like all right now we fight the boy and then they fight the boy and they win they beat the evil wizard guy okay all right so so movie's done right no bitch He's not done. They beat the evil wizard, and then everything stops. Code appears on screen. It says gravity off. There's, like, actual game code. And then everything turns into, like, white, like, voxels, like, pixels. And then there's, like, this fucking... There's this virus man, and he's like, Oh, all your game dreams are fake and gay. <laughs> and And then it's like... <laughs> and then he, and then you find out that he's actually at a Square Enix booth at a game convention for a VR experience of Dragon Quest V, and he's like, "My game dreams are real, and my waifus are real." So he goes back into the VR game, and the slime friend that was with him the whole time is actually an antivirus that they use to defeat the virus man, and it's it's like there's a scene of. Of the of hero boy on the hill, and he's like, if I go to that hill, I'll lose my my family. But Dragon Quest, my I, I if they're real to me, then they're real. Video games are real, goddamn it. And that's the movie. That's the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Dragon Quest Your Amazing. Story out now on Netflix, motherfucker. I fucking love that. <laughs> it's such a shit show of a movie. It's so bad. <laughs> it's it's so bad. The animation is awful. But like just for the sake of how much of a shit show the writing is, I would absolutely recommend you to watch it just to see how much of a, like a dumpster fire it is. <laughs> God, I love those movies and shows that are just like, they're so bad, but they're the bad that are just so much fun to watch. And then just making fun of them is just like, that's the point of watching it. It's so fucking That's absolutely great. what this is. Like, I shit you not, guys. Dragon Quest, your story is a fucking hilarious movie. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to see like the worst, the worst a story can be written. It's like, who did this? Were you high and drunk and dead? High and drunk and dead? Is that what you said? Yes. <laughs> Just like his father. Like, it's so, it's so bonkers. Oh my god. Okay, that's my anime central extravaganza. Oh, have- okay. It's not what I'm currently watching, but I recently watched it. I totally just forgot about it until recently. Um, has anyone here watched Talentless Nana? No. Okay. Nope. So, super recommend. Talentless Nana is about, um, in a world where superpowers are a thing now, and the superpowerful are pieces of arrogant shit. <laughs> um, like a My Hero Academia quirk? Well, that's the idea, right? Very similar to My Hero Academia, where everybody's got quirks, but they're super arrogant, and now you've got people who are being trained specifically to fight and kill these people who uh, who have these powers because they're arrogant shitheads. You follow Nana, and she is this character who has to pretend to have a mind-reading ability so that she can then go on to the... It's like a training island for the gifted kids, where everybody goes, and they're like, we're going to become the saviors of humanity, but it's actually a killing ground. So she goes and she's pretending to be uh, talented so that she can kill them off one by one. It's super fucking cool. You get to watch the whole of um, her mind schemes. It feels like watching Death Note when you were 13. Like, it's very similar in, in tone. <laughs> so if you ever watched, like, Death Note, those really intricate ones, like Code Geass, where you're like, oh, it's da 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 Like, it's very similar. Super recommend. Very good. The first season is over, though. Uh, Death Note was, like, one of, probably one of the best pieces of fiction I've ever consumed. Like, the anime. Mm. So, that's pretty wild. If it's, like, on I, any uh, level close to that. I, I super recommend it, because the games they play feel very much like... Sorry, she'll, like, say something, and you're like, how the fuck did she know that? And then she's like cuts away and it's her thinking to herself and she's like well obviously it's because this this and this and this and you're like what it's like oh shit okay yeah and then you meet this other guy who's her antithesis and he starts like calling her out on her shit and she brings up she's like oh well you're dating this person aren't you, you shouldn't be hitting on that girl and this boy comes in and of course they're like oh she's a mind reader that's the reason that she knows and the boy walks in and he goes actually it's because of this this and this and this and you're like Fuck! <laughs> They're gonna know she's a fucking liar! It's very good. It's very good. Super recommend. Oh, I love it. I love anime where the characters are just doing 5D chess on each other. <laughs> that is great. 
There's another anime called Kaguya Sama Love is War. There it Season is. Two. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I know this <laughs> one. Have you have you watched it, Trucy? I haven't. I do mean to though. Uh, please oh give the loving audience a rundown of what the show is though. Oh, of course. Um, so Kaguya-sama Love is War is a story that takes place in a super prestigious wealthy high school. So everybody who goes there is pretty much like rich or they're influential or they come from like a noble family or whatever. And you follow the student council of the high school, the daughter to this uh, super prestigious like head of Japan level corporation, as well as the head of student council who is this boy from a fucking peasant ass family who can't afford shit but he works so hard every single minute of his day like his entire thing is he's there on scholarship he works harder than anyone else he's as smart as he can possibly be because he's always studying doing everything in his power at all times to maintain like the absolute best and their whole shit is that they like each other however they're both so fucking ridiculous that they're playing like 8D interdimensional chess the whole time. Like, it goes for being, oh, I managed to get this extra ticket in a in a coupon for, like, this cheap ramen that I buy towards a thing on this Saturday. I wonder if I could give it to. Wait! If I give it to her, then she might think that I like her, and if, I, if she thinks that I like her, that means that I've lost. I can't lose like this, because there's no way she can think that I like her. It needs to be the opposite way around. I'm a peasant. She must... And it just continues off in, like, a fucking ridiculous spiel for a whole five minutes. Like, huh? <laughs> and then she comes in and she's like, oh, president? And he goes, oh, yes. Kaguya, good to see you. And she goes, he bowed to me with his left. Like, that must mean that this blah blah blah. And he's thinking about something. What is he thinking about? He must be hiding something from me. What's going on? I know him too well for this. And it's so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but it's so fun. It's so good. <laughs> like, it's so good shit. It's perfect. It's that amazing. so funny. Oh my god, it's amazing. Please watch it. Like, I think I binged season one. Like, we were like, whatever, we'll watch it later. And then when it had like six episodes out, we were like, oh fuck <laughs> like we watched all of it in that one sitting we we're like i can't this is too good holy shit <laughs> it's phenomenal it's so fucking good oh i love yeah. what anime just hooks you in so hard and you're like two more episodes five more episodes oh no the whole season is gone <laughs> what do you mean i'm up to date what do i do with my life and then you bit the manga and yeah. then you're up to date with the manga and then you're just done you're just done like the series <laughs> yeah, that's how I consume all media. Fucking just like <laughs> gone. One big slurp. <laughs> oh, like a delicious bowl of hot pot. Oh my god. Yum yum. Delicious. Yeah, that that's that's how I finished the Promise Neverland. Was I watched the first season on Netflix and then I was like, this is really good. And then I proceeded to finish the whole ass fucking manga in the span oh of god. like two days. Yeah, like, yeah, for real, though, when Demon Slayer was coming out, like, I think I, I binged each episode, like, every, sorry, every time an episode would come out, I'd watch it three times, with my brother, with my friends, with whoever the hell was willing to watch it, I was like, let's go, Demon Slayer, and then when that wasn't good enough, I was like, okay, cool, I guess I'm reading the manga, and then I got my boyfriend into it, and he doesn't collect manga, he doesn't read manga, he started buying the manga, because he was like, it's so fucking good, holy shit, he, like, read through it when I need the manga, bought every single fucking issue as it comes out he's like i got this i gotta do this like, yeah when a fucking monk when a when an anime hooks you so fucking fire perfect uh do we have any more hot anime shit to do 
Uh, I mean, there's the generic weekly anime of uh, I'm a Spider So What, which is still fucking phenomenal. Um, oh, yes. oh, yes. Dr. Stone, absolutely perfect. Uh, that time I was reincarnated as slime, wonderful. And uh, that's that's it for my weekly anime. But again, I can't talk about them anymore because they're just too good and I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> that's the struggle. Isn't that's it? fair. Good. It's so good. <laughs> I'll do it when I'm all, all caught up with Jujutsu and I have nothing else. I also started Demon Slayer, though. I'm like two, three episodes in. It's okay, it's, it gets, I guess. It gets so good. It's okay, <laughs> so good. I guess. Yeah, that's what I hear about it. I haven't watched it, but I hear it's like everyone's like meh and then there's that one episode's like fuck yeah and then <laughs> oh i like the shots with the child with the girl and he pats her head and that's nice that's good it's a good one that's it continue nezuko is the best character in the show absolutely best character in the show i understand like the first couple episodes it's kind of hard to get into but once you have the whole cast you're set like it's phenomenal and it only goes up like the voice acting is amazing the actual like techniques they use are fire the animation they use for all of the um the sword fighting gorgeous like absolutely gorgeous oh yeah the water effect is like for a yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all based off of um tradition sorry at least tanjiro's it's all based off of traditional japanese woodcut style so like all of the water they use they're like doing it based off of uh that, that art style it's, it's so gorgeous it's so gorgeous anyway so that's it for my weekly anime and and all right maggie's weekly anime central palooza <laughs> Thank you for enjoying this dessert corner. Hey, Trucy, do you think it maybe a little? Uh, it might be time for the check. Should we square up the bill? Yes, the checks, the 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 the, the cues. I think. Time to hold on, hold on. Time to square up the bill time with your A's cues. cues. What the <laughs> fuck did you? What the fuck did you mean with this, folks? <laughs> I didn't mean A's. I meant I meant cues. <laughs> oh. Your question. Square the bill with your cues. All right, cool. We know we, this is a well-structured podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't cut out the part uh, last week where Ashley straight up called us out for being unorganized. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Everyone, you know, just we're we're a shit podcast, but it's fun. So fuck it. Ashley, I just saw that you changed your name. It's very good. I appreciate it. I also noticed. Okay, so. For, for people who don't know, the uh, in this Discord that we use for our podcast, we now have uh, me as Queen Shit of Fuck Mountain. We have uh, Ashley as One Big Slurp, and Maggie as Boy Man Guy. Okay, question time. Letter time. Letter time. Y'all ready for some letters? Okay, what is the oldest console you still have hooked up? My oldest console that I have that I still have hooked up is um it's literally right next to me i have a gamecube and a playstation 2 which one came first uh i think it was i think it was playstation 2 i could be wrong they're both around like 2000 2003 ps2 came out about 2000 and the gamecube came out 2001, so it was the PS2. Your girl was right. Hey, Ooh, hell yeah, some good gaming history. All right, so PS2, it's my it's my PS2 Slim Silver, beautiful. Ooh. I play Crash Bandicoot on it and Final Fantasy. Yeah, I when I hold on, do handhelds count? Fucking sure, dude. Uh, sorry. So I I have a PS2 Slim as well. 
I don't have it hooked up though. Like it's just sitting in my room because in my house you can't have anything in a place that doesn't belong because you'll lose it forever into the void. Um, no. So hooked up in like to the power, my PlayStation 3 downstairs, but a PS2 Slim literally over on my counter and a Game Boy Advance, like not even the flip. Sorry. Clear? No. Oh, so what? it's original vanilla GBA. Yeah, absolutely. Re regular vanilla GBA, like not yeah. even a backlight in it. Like I had to purchase the light thing separately and hold it over top. Yes, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And Ashley's still having headphone issues. All right, while we wait for Ashley, I'm going to flex my Game Boys. Ooh. Because Trucy definitely has 7,000. Trucy came back with a stack of like seven Game Boys. My beautiful black and pink original Game Boy, the brick with the four batteries. Fucking right. Um, a teal uh, Game Boy color. Beautiful, and beautiful. Fun fact, if you play if you put Pokemon Red um in a Game Boy color, it automatically switches to a red palette. And if you put blue in, it switches to a blue one. Hold on, there's one more Game Boy color. Here's my atomic purple. Atomic purple? Hell yeah. And here is my Glacier GBA. Ooh, 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 I and like ever that. Since I was a child and here is the limited edition nes oh, with, the, with the different hell yeah and the there's a texture of the nes controller on the that's inside. fucking fresh yeah thanks Super for awesome. uh, kind of my sick game tech. sick game collection video all right i'm gonna put these back <laughs> <laughs> okay uh trucy while you go do that ashley what's your oldest console that you've got hooked up um, in my current apartment, uh, my oldest console with me would be, uh, a 3DS. Um, I don't even know which version it is. It's somewhere tucked away that I haven't played in forever. Fair. But back, back home, back in, back my homeland, <laughs> um, I have the, the, the Super Nintendo, which would be my, my oldest. But I have essentially most of the, the Nintendo consoles of hooked up and handheld almost all of the generations so i mean that's that's pretty impressive that's that's brand loyalty i'll tell you what damn i gotta play them pokemon that's totally fair that's reasonable that pokemon. that's super nintendo jesus fucking christ super i i, I have mine yeah. but i disconnected it to plug in my gamecube and ps2 and um all right so our next question <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do the next question. What is the best inside joke you've been a part of? Um, huh. I, I got one. So, I... <laughs> in my family, we have 110% always called my brother a series of strange nicknames. Like, it's been everything from, like, Zamboni <laughs> to Thunderbutt. And, uh, anyways, it, it, the list continues. It always changes. Now, most recent one is, uh, we started calling him this beginning of last year, before my sister got married and my brother-in-law moved in with us. Uh, <laughs> it is an Arabic word, um, and it's, it is danduli mahzuz. Now, what that translates to in English is <laughs> <Just> baby penis. 
<laughs> so when my brother-in-law moved in one of the first things he was like what is that why do you keep calling your brother that and he was like oh haha you know it's just a fun nickname but i guess he called my sister aside and he asked her and all you hear is her burst into like a witch cackle and she's like oh my god so she got my brother to explain to him what it was and of course it was the funniest thing i've ever seen but literally later that week, <laughs> my my boyfriend had come over because this was again not not in the the throes of COVID. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck it, he comes over and he's like, "You guys keep calling the kid that. Like, what what the fuck is that?" So I guess he like he didn't really <laughs> ask the question. He was just thinking about it. And my boyfriend, being a white a white boy who has a terrible time trying to pronounce any ethnic words um <laughs> it's like oh hey uh a thing they call you and i'm like oh, first off oh my god and secondly um and of course my brother is just staring like wide-eyed like i'm fucking sorry what did you just call me <laughs> oh, and then i had to explain to my my white boyfriend what the fuck that meant and that that was a ride so yeah the baby penis nickname <laughs> that's the best one fucking great <laughs> I think the only one I can pull off the top of my head is um uh, one of my friend groups all of every single time I am referred to as doing anything within an enclosed space is default um the, the default thing that I do according to my friends when I am in a building is that I piss and shit all over the furniture <laughs> <laughs> so that so that's 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 the only one I can I can get off the top of my head is that everyone always says that I'm peeing and shitting all over the place. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, Ashley, you got anything? The problem is you just have so many. I think. Uh, us? You mean? <laughs> well, I mean, we all have very good inside jokes with each other, but in general. But I think the one that I, I very much enjoy is the secret ingredient, or the secret, yeah, the secret ingredient to my sister's seven-layer dip, which stemmed from um, me and my sister were having a phone call late at night, as you do. Yeah. We were tired. Things are much more funny at that hour. But uh, she kept saying how every time she goes to the grocery store, she'll pick up things on sale, because, you know, you save on money. So you can use it in the future. And she was buying a lot of barbecue sauce. I'm like, cool. We, You should, like, throw a barbecue party. Like, fucking grill up some some good stuff. And have, like, chicken and steak and whatever. And, like, you can make a dip. We were talking about the dip. And how it would end up being all seven layers of barbecue <laughs> sauce. Because she says so much fucking barbecue <laughs> sauce. Because you kept buying it all on sale. <laughs> so... And it just ended up being, like, I'm just like, this this seven-layer dip, it's so amazing. How did you know my secret ingredient of my seven-layer dip that is all barbecue sauce? <laughs> it was very good and hilarious at 3 a.m. We were, like, I was crying, trying not to wake oh up my, my roommates. It was good times overall. That's so I love cute. it. This episode is now going to be titled All Seven Layers of This Dip or Barbecue Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that 
Oh, okay. The, la the last question is... What is the weirdest thing you've seen inside someone else's house? Why did I think you were going to say ass? Mm. <laughs> the weirdest thing you've seen inside somebody else's ass. And I'm like, mm. Because no. I'm me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, inside somebody else's house? Yes. Uh... I can start this one off. Yeah, if you have something, go. Um, so... One of my one of my main squeezes apartment. We call it Fort Scumlord. Very um, good. Because we because we are the scumlords, and that is the fort. Uh, once the, one of the first times I went there, one turn like through the lobby, you see a a single switch isolated by itself on the wall, and it is it is held up by by a piece of tape that just says. DON'T in all caps on it. <laughs> so the reason why the don't is there is because someone, that person being me, uh, switched the switch because it's just there. Why wouldn't I switch it? Oh, and it actually sure. controlled uh, the power for the entire apartment building. So, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it says don't. But also, I think that's fucking great. If you just walk into a house and see the don't switch, I'm like, what does the don't switch do? You gotta obviously switch it. I really wish it instead of saying don't just said trucy no. <laughs> no, not again. But please, we've suffered enough. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. Your look is was one that screamed of mercy, forgiveness, fear, <laughs> and shock. Uh, yeah, it pretty much. I, I was like, what is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in somebody's house? And then I was like, was there anything that made me uncomfortable in somebody's house? And like, anyways, it just took me a hot minute to go through the, the motions. But um, yeah, I, I, I remember visiting uh, a friend was in Toronto and she used to date questionable people and um, ended up staying in one of their apartments which was like a basement of a house in the middle of like Bathurst Spadina so you know like college housing like not not super great um, anyway so so I remember she invited me in once and I was like okay cool it's gonna be great they're like we have a cat and I'm like okay fine no problem no problem it's, it's whatever right like we have a cat not a big issue um. <laughs> Let me guess. It's a corpse. No, no. Oh, okay. No. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, we <laughs> we go in, and I'm like, hey, uh, dude, it's, the entire place smells like a fucking opium den. I'll be honest with you. It's like it's it's garbage, gross. Like there's a dude doing cocaine in the corner. I'm like, I don't need to be here. I should leave. Um. Anyway, so this cat fucking climbs its ass around. And they go, go get your toy, go get your toy. And I'm like, it's a fucking cat. What's happening? This is really weird, right? Like, I'm out of place, right? This this plane of existence isn't, it's not right. Cat comes back with this, like, fucking thing. I, I have no idea what the fuck it is. I'm assuming it's, like, a rat toy or what have you. They had given the cat as a toy that it would, like, pick up and walk around with as, like, an ownership thing. It was, like, a taxidermy dog paw. 
like a real dog that they had like cut the leg off of for taxidermy purpose and then used as a toy for this cat. And they were like, "Oh yeah, it's just it's just her favorite toy." And I was like, "Um, what? <laughs> what the fuck is that?" Christ. <sighs> um. Yeah, she doesn't. She's not dating that guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I well, that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even gonna ask Ashley. We're gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That, that 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 would be a good cut to end. But no, we still got Ashley. I mean, all right, Ashley. I'm the one off the taxidermy. <laughs> I I don't I don't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> I can't even see enough inside of people's houses to think of something. That's okay. Okay, my thing isn't weird, but I remember going to one of my friend's house, one of my best friends. I go into her house, and I, their family owned a globe. And in my mind, I'm just like, these people are fancy as fuck. Who actually owns a globe? Like, <laughs> this doesn't exist in real life. <laughs> Maggie, do you want to own a globe? I do own a globe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, but, but, to be fair, their globe was in one of those, like, fancy-ass stood, like, it's table high from, like, floor top. It's, like, all these fancy wooden legs surrounding the globe. Okay, yeah, that's I'm just a like, lot. I'm just like, wow. Like, it's not like a classroom, like, on a wooden or a metal, like, spiel. Like, oh. it's, like it's like, no, like, super fancy. I'm like, damn. Okay. Okay. What are, what are, I'm lower class. <laughs> no, you're just a human. That's unnecessary. Who needs that? I'm sorry, are you studying the stars? Like, what's going on? Gold-plated globe. <laughs> Unless it's one of those ones that you, like, great, you open and then it's got, like, liquor inside because that's fine. <laughs> that makes sense. Is that real? <laughs> yeah. That's that cool. That's real. I know. That is fucking cool. That's <laughs> fancy. That's pretty rad. You open up a globe and there's like really cheap whiskey in there, like moonshine. You're like, you know it is. <laughs> nice. A Kool Aid jammer. <laughs> just one. A Capri Sun. One. Yeah, I was just gonna say a can of V8. <laughs> a melted freezy. Like that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! A movie ticket. Wow. <laughs> Okay, anyways, where can people find you, Maggie? Oh. <laughs> um, you can find me on all social media at Mr. Tree Fingers, uh, including Twitch. So if I if we ever end up doing draw streams, hey, that's where it'll be. Yeah, we'll like let we'll 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 let the podcast know. Oh yeah, okay. I'll let everybody know if I start doing draw streams. Yeah, you'll fucking scream it to the heavens on your. I'll house. kick open my window. I'll like break a hole in my wall and just like screech it into the. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, where can people find you? <laughs> All right, you can find me on Twitter at Ashlebashel. Yeah. A S H L B A S H L S. Yep. Oh. All right. And you can find me on trucy.ca with all my work. And on Twitter, that's trucy with three U's. I am starting to use Twitter more, so you will see some hot takes. Or just politically correct shit. 
<laughs> that's how it be. That's the hot podcast. <laughs> Thank you Epis- so much for coming. Episode yeah? whatever the fuck. Ten. ten. Episode ten. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. We made it to episode ten. <laughs> wow. We're, We're going to make it to episode 200 now. and we'll be like, wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like episode 200 not even 100 we just skip that one yeah. <laughs> can we just make next episode episode 500 oh my god let's do it i'm ready welcome back to episode 500 of the hot podcast uh where you know it's the year 2036 and trucy now has a bionic arm to punch harder oh hell yeah dude i'm probably gonna get bionic <laughs> legs first my legs are fucked up from boxing and, oh, and parkour so that's fair so i probably get bionic legs first which is pretty fucking dope Uh, if you have a question or a letter or anything send it into hotpodcastmail at gmail.com that is hotpodcastmail at gmail.com all right um thanks so much for coming everybody and listening to our absolute garbage ramblings we will see you next time Bye. bye bye Fuck yeah, <laughs> We fucking did it! I was actually gonna ask Trissy if you wanted to, uh, if you just wanted to, like, fade out going, yeah, what a good episode, yeah, amazing, wow!